0: What's up, peeps? This is the Ebb and Flow podcast. It's me, your guy, the ex NFL football player turned yogi, Eben Britton. It's good to be with you guys. Uh, so, today, I'm um, going to do the intro a little bit different. Got a great episode lined up for you. I will introduce the guest in a moment. But before I do that, I'm going to change it up a little bit here. And I'm going to tell you about our fantastic sponsor, my good friends over at Bioptimizers. Did you know that sleep has been scientifically studied and perhaps proven to be the most important aspect of maintaining good health? For example, one study in 2017 found that lack of sleep could produce effects similar to being drunk. A quote from the researcher, We discovered that starving the body of sleep also robs neurons of the ability to function properly. This leads to cognitive lapses in how we perceive and react to the world around us. Can't have that, guys. The longer you go without proper sleep, the more impaired you'll be. After 48 hours without sleep, you may experience micro-sleeps. Before periods of time when you'll black out for up to 30 seconds. After 72 hours without sleep, you may begin to hallucinate. Now, we all know I'm a fan of hallucinating, but not due to lack of sleep. Guys, it's critical. It's critical for our health, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional well-being to get good sleep. And the best product I know of on the market for enhancing your quality of sleep is magnesium. And not just any magnesium. Mag Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. Magnesium Breakthrough. It's a fantastic product. It's a blend of seven different types of. magnesium. This is really what sets it apart from all the other magnesiums out there. I tell you what guys, I've never taken a better, perhaps a better product in my life. Honestly, I'm a big, I've been a big fan of magnesium, but this one just smokes all the other products I've ever tried. It's fantastic. And guess what? Today you can head over to magbrake.com breakthrough.com forward slash ebb and flow all of this will be in the show notes of course and you can get 10% off your next order of magnesium breakthrough highly recommend it it's it's the ultimate if you guys are like me and your your total well-being is of the utmost importance you know what i'm talking about this product will help optimize your health promise you So check it out. All of that's in the show notes, magbreakthrough.com forward slash ebb and flow to get 10% off your next order. All right, y'all. Isn't advertising funny? It's completely destroyed television and media, most media. Podcasts, a little bit different. It's the last bastion of hope and truth that we have, y'all. That's why I choose to align myself only with companies that align with my message and my way of being by optimizers they're a great one I love to support them and I'm so grateful to have their support so on to the stuff you've been waiting for this episode is with a complete mad scientist of the fitness world of the life science world his name is Dr. John Jaquish he's a mastermind he created osteo strong which is a practice he he'll tell you the story but it's fantastic um incredible what this guy how this guy applies science to exercise and really maximizing your benefits in your workout Uh, So, very cool. He has a product that he, after OsteoStrong, he developed another product called the X3 Bar, which I'm a huge fan of. I am, uh, if I can, I'm working out a deal to get you guys a little bit of a deal on it. It is one of the best pieces of equipment I've ever used when it comes to resistance training. It's fantastic. You might have seen me post about it. We talk about it, why it is so effective. Um, how this type of training works and we have a have a good time he's a very a very high functioning individual and it was we had a lot of laughs and uh dove deep it's not just about fitness and well-being we we go into the cultural swamp and we take a look around it was a lot of fun and i appreciate him i think you guys will enjoy it that's about it folks um till next time. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Have an epic week. Lots of love to you all. Standing in your truth and your power. The world needs you. I'll see y'all on the flip side. Enjoy. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source, the key of imagination. Your admission What's up, peeps? Welcome to the Ebb and Flow podcast. I'm stoked about this guest we have today, Dr. John Jaquish, the mad scientist of the fitness world. And and, I mean, even bigger than that, maybe the health and well-being uh, strata. Um, Well, hey, man, it's great to have you here. I'm really excited for this conversation. Um, And let's jump right into it, man. Your latest book, Weightlifting is a waste of time. Before I let you talk though, I have to say, as a former pro football player, I was I'm always highly skeptical of anyone or anything that comes in and says you could get a great workout in in under 30 yeah, minutes. Totally. Um and I really just something drew me to the X3 and we'll talk about that in a minute. But dude, it's fucking Mind blowing. The results. Yeah. I'm the leanest I've ever been. I'm the strongest I've ever been. And I back that up because when I've traveled and all I have access to are weights, I go into the gym with the weights and it's like throwing around baby rattles. It's crazy. You know, I'm the strongest I've ever been. I'm the leanest I've ever been. I'm probably in the best shape of my life after, you know, 15 years in football at 260. And it's a testament to you, man, and the work you do, and I appreciate right. I appreciate everything you do and the wisdom you share, and uh, let's get into it, brother. Weightlifting yeah. is a waste of time.
1: So, uh, yeah, I mean, I could start at a couple of different places, but <clears throat> ultimately, the, the first thing I did, the reason I got into life sciences in the first place was my mother. She was diagnosed with osteoporosis and uh, she didn't want to take any of the medications and i read the side effects of the medications and they were pretty bad so i thought well like osteoporosis is a dysfunction of deconditioning of the bone mm-hmm. so why don't we recondition it and apparently like independent thinking is now becoming illegal or some shit i don't know yeah, <laughs> like i mean like that like just just that alone like that's when i say that, that everyone's like no mm, yeah, that makes sense Right. Yeah. Except when I did it, it like people were like, it was like heresy. And so I I developed a prototype that emulated high impact forces. So like, think of what a gymnast gets when they hit the ground. So sometimes beyond 10 times body weight, but I developed a medical device and uh, they're now found in osteo strong clinics. There's 150 clinics in eight different countries right now. Um, And uh, and what we do is just emulate high impact, but we take the risk out of it. So it's very controlled. So basically your own comfort is the throttle to how much force goes through the bone mass. Mm. And so compresses bone from end to end. So like, you know, from right here on the humerus bone, from like the elbow joint to the shoulder joint, and then compression on its axis. Mm. So it worked outrageously well it worked for my mother like within within 18 months she had the bones of a 30 year old and she was in her 70s at the time so uh so no more osteoporosis nothing to worry about and the effect of this device lasts 30 years in the body so well yeah it was it was totally awesome and it totally made sense and i still got a lot of pushback the fortunate thing about medical doctors is you show them the evidence and they're on board Sure. So you just got to get the opportunity, to show them the evidence, because they right. get up with so much <laughs> stupid crap that they don't want to listen. Right. So it, once I like, you know, get them to like, okay, like, like, just give me five minutes, and then they're like, oh wow, that sounds great. So um, during the clinical trial, which I did in London, uh, it was done through the British government. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: <clears throat> when I did it, can I? Sorry, yeah, John, can you? Did you do it through the British government just because it's such hell to do it in America? Or was there any, uh, was that just the most convenient pathway or or what?
1: I hate saying yes, but yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, just an American university, a single university had more red tape than than the uh, NHS, the National Health Services. Now, I I had somebody who was interested in being a principal investigator at uh, University of East London. Uh, Basil Hunt, he did a great job. He's clinical psychologist, Mm -hmm. but he noticed as I was testing the device that it had major psychological implications because when you take, this is
0: the osteo, this is the osteo strong device has psychological implications. Yeah. Because
1: Mm -hmm. when people are at the age where they're more likely to be osteoporotic or just looking at the people we were working with at the time. Uh, 50 plus postmenopausal, um, and, and some older men too, but for the most part, those people felt like their health was out of control. Mm. They, they felt that it was a very frustrating subject in this device because they could actually see the changes in their functional bone performance from one week to the next it totally f- gave them this feeling that they had complete control over the bodies because there was Amazing. major changes happening. And I was like, wow, that's, that's, spectacular. So this, this study was very inspiring to me because it looked at a couple of things I wasn't really looking at. I learned a lot. And then, you know, I was looking at some of the, the forces and this was an all female study because osteoporosis is predominantly a female uh, bone dysfunction. So hmm when going through this one of the test subjects who was actually a physician at the hospital so we had physicians patients uh both both hospital she says to me what what do normal people who exercise lift because we're lifting like hundreds or even like over a thousand pounds Mm. and so i'm like yeah it's a great question i know the answer is out there so i looked at the nains database which Uh, as a database that's maintained by the national institute of health they add two thousand people per year and there's a whole battery of questions and tests blood tests blood pressure uh vo2 max all kinds of stuff bone density um and then and then what people do with exercise so um it turns out that that beginners in weightlifting lift 1.3 times their body weight and advanced weightlifters now Probably you and I are not included in the average here. Uh, it would be outliers. But it was 1.53 times their body weight. Now, you know, when you load up a leg sled, most of the weight is actually going into the ground. And most mm. people don't know that. So, like, you meet somebody. It's like, oh, yeah, I leg press, you know, a 1,000 pounds. Like, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. yeah. But uh, it's like if you can squat a 1,000 pounds, that's the thing. That's something. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be on TV, yeah, but exactly like press, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's no, uh, there's no awards for winning a race on training wheels either. Yeah, so, exactly. uh, <clears throat> so I, I, I looked at these things, and so I was was looking at actual loading going into the body. So, I thought not only does that sound weak, it's nothing even close to what these people were doing with the osteo devices going five six seven times their body weight even nine times their body weight couple mm. and so these are women who have right. never exercised a day in their life and after six months they're using nine times their body weight it's amazing. And so, now granted they're only using the impact ready range of motion so the range of motion might have been an inch and the range came from compression of bone wow. but it was just at that sort of end of the movement, the 120 degree angle behind the knee where you're absolutely optimized. And then it diminishes greatly uh, from there to the weaker range. And I thought, wow, like we are so powerful in the impact ready range of motion. Mm. And we are so weak in our weaker range of motion, you know, where our joints are at risk of damage because more load goes into the joint. The muscle is more like a, bundle of shoestrings at that point it doesn't really do anything right so i just you know i I said kind of casually we're sitting in the conference room in the hospital and i said weightlifting is a waste of time you know everybody kind of slowly looked over at me like (laughs) kind of is isn't it because i'm explaining what i'm finding in the data
0: Uh
1: and and so i i knew i i had to develop something and i thought about writing a book about just band training. But the problem with band training is you wrap a band around your hand and you throw it around your back and you go to do a push-up. Your hands are outwardly rotating and it's oh. twisting your wrists. Same thing with standing on a band. You twist your ankles. The wrists and the yeah. ankles are our interface points to everything we do. Oh. So Good. we got to protect them. So I needed a second ground to stand on where the bands could move freely underneath. And I needed an Olympic bar which would rotate without without changing where the where the load's coming from i mean i got it right here so i mean i can i can rotate my hands and move this thing around but you see this always stays parallel to the ground so uh that's what that's what i needed to do and i uh, i prototyped it well no first i i uh, kind of wrote it up and i showed it to a bunch of people a bunch of really smart people and they were like don't do this this is a terrible this is not gonna work You're, why it's not gonna work better than the way like they were they were i mean they were athletes and strength coaches and uh-huh. they were very much tied
0: into what right. they've been taught in olympic lifts and <laughs> right. get strong throwing weight around well and you know it makes you
1: wonder like how much shit do we believe oh, about God. everything and anything how about about our government And then we find out, like, oh, wow, like, for 200 years, we believe that, you know, it it was really the people running this place. Right. Mm. I don't want to get conspiracy theory, but there have been a lot of disappointments uh, when it comes to some discoveries about how how things happen. And, and, you know, when it comes to the human body, if we're told the same thing a thousand times, we may believe it's true, but that doesn't mean it is. Hmm. So yeah and i mean i just and i i I didn't want to do this i already had a successful business right in the bone density and osteo strong so i'm sitting there i think i had a headache behind my right eye for like a month (laughs) just thinking because i knew i knew it was going to be like like you see the last mad max with uh I, yeah. love I knew it was idea. gonna be like mad Max I was gonna be max the only guy who knows how any fucking thing works and it was just gonna be like absolute brain dead like biker psychos who are like naked with axes chasing me yeah like because I knew I knew what was in the fitness industry uh it just like god damn it I really didn't want to do that
0: yeah because I knew they were yeah. dumb as hell
1: and and i mean nobody like like uh, here i'm gonna tell you about your favorite study that you don't yet know about and you will quote this at the next party you go to it's to called Dunning that. Kruger, 1999 it tested people's intelligence their ability to perform tasks hmm. and then it had them do a self-assessment and had never been a study like this before and this is a broad population study so thousands of people so it turns out that the smartest people slightly underrated themselves, not by much, but they were like, oh yeah, I mean, I, I might not have gotten all everything, but I, I think I did pretty good. So, you know, they would get 100% and they would rate themselves at 90%. Mm. But the dumbest people-
0: Oh God.
1: They rated themselves at 100%. <laughs> they believed they were the most competent people.
0: <laughs>
1: oh yeah, this is why the bottom 20th percentile and below bottom 20th percentile uh of intelligence are not allowed in the u.s military Mm. because they'll shoot themselves in the foot they'll shoot their you know fellow soldier in the back i mean these people are wildly dangerously unintelligent and so and i always (laughs) i remember reading all this stuff and i read dunning crew the dunning Kruger study when it came out in 1999 and I, I almost fell out of my chair laughing. I was like, "Where are all these idiots?" And I, and then I found them. Mm. They're on bodybuilding.com. Oh God. So it's um, it, it was very interesting developing the X3 and then launching it. And I don't actually target a fitness audience. I target. Uh, busy professionals, people who actually read the science, you know, or I mean like what you did, you read enough. Cause I remember your first message to me. You're like, this thing is totally intriguing. Well, you found it intriguing. You saw more than just a picture. Yeah. Right. Like you understood it. Like you're like, Oh, it delivers force where I'm stronger. So it exhausts the muscle more. I mean, this is the high, like high level. What is it? Like it lets you train heavier with more repetitions. So you get greater exhaustion and far greater growth.
0: That's all yeah oh my god dude it's hilarious man did but, we but need I mean, did we need that study though to know that Dr. i mean no i mean we didn't yeah. but i'm
1: also a scientist so i i like right i don't like giving my opinion <sighs> because when somebody gets mad at me for something i say it's like why don't you call dunning and kruger and tell them they were wrong <laughs> why don't you call the journal like somebody, well, somebody got an argument with me the, the other day actually i get in this argument like Usually it's every day, but yeah, there's, there's one thing like, like testosterone replacement therapy. Apparently people don't know what the word replacement means because like someone will be like, like, it looks like you take a lot of TRT. It's like, okay, (laughs) you know what replacement (laughs) means? Then there is no application for the word a lot. Right. Replacement is replacement. It's replacing what's supposed to be there, which is a known quantity. Right
0: and it's not there
1: these fucking people man
0: yeah yeah yeah, i mean i i uh god bless you man hey Hey. dude we gotta have the fucking we need the fucking pioneers man how about this john we live in a fucking world where people are talking about pumping their fists in the air saying science is real yeah every time you give them some science yeah they fucking. They're like, no, not that. No, yeah, no, that's, that's not right. real.
1: Right, that's or, 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 not real. But when it comes to the virus, it's like we want to listen to doctors. Oh, but not, not those doctors.
0: Yeah, not that yeah. guy.
1: Yeah, not that guy. Not, not any of the people who disagree with yeah. the doctor we like. Right, right. Oh,
0: oh, that like, guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. Yeah, I. We, we live it.
1: in an amazing time where people are absolutely thrilled with contrived information that's obviously falsified and they're just banging the war drum celebrating it's unbelievable like
0: oh my god not to get too derailed no no i mean not to get too derailed in that man but what do you what's your take on that is this uh because i've heard some some people i really respect say we're in this sort of we're in this temper tantrum phase yeah human evolution of conscious evolution and everyone's like and i see it everyone's just like holding on by their fingernails to their little identity of who they are and what i believe in and it's all crumbling and they're just screaming at the top of their lungs to be heard and seen and acknowledged kind
1: of thing right yeah and
0: it's just like dude when are we just gonna fucking let go yeah how about let's get back to work yeah man like you know this thing is really uh, this thing is just so <laughs> John, you're the man bro yeah you're the, like you're like the man
1: my friends call me they're like how's clown world
0: yeah exactly yeah, well it's still uh, clown yeah exactly dude <laughs> yeah actually um,
1: some of these bodybuilders who you know can't read a word jump to every conclusion that's just wrong Uh, don't know a thing about physiology, but don't mind pretending to be the absolute foremost expert in the world. Like, I I think those guys are actually even smarter than some of the people who, and I have a theory here. I think you're going to like this one. I I think we have a receptor site in our brain, and that's a metaphor, not an actual receptor site, but we have something where humans, where we need some sort of religious devotion. We need blind faith in something. And and the reason I think that is because every society that's been discovered by the society that documented said society mm. had a religion. They had a God. They had a system of rules that was given to them by the supernatural. And they're all very similar, which tells me – and they didn't do anything else similar. Like, like some societies use forks and knives. Some use chopsticks. Some – you know, went to war with clubs. Some, uh, you know, had symbolic war with one representative from one village and another representative from another village. And they fought to the death. Uh, <laughs> seems better than everybody dying. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. like, like, ultimately, the thing they all had in common was a sort of religious devotion. But because we have stepped so far away from that, I think that people still need to satisfy that need. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they assign blind faith to crazy fucking ideas. Like, I mean, veganism is, is, is a huge one. Yeah, yeah. It's just like veganism is going to go down in history when clearer minds are writing history and, and allowed to write science again. It's going to go down in history with anorexia and bulimia. It's just malnutrition yeah based on like false promises by the way uh farming vegetables kills seven billion animals a year like poison birds and gophers and shot deer to get into vineyards i used to watch I i lived across from a vineyard uh when i was in high school and uh you know i had a nice mountainside view of this vineyard and every time i saw a deer running around it was only about 15 or 20 minutes boom okay yeah i guess let's go ask for some venison
0: yeah, uh,
1: so yeah, like that's just the way it was. That's, that's the cycle of life. Any species that is yeah. expanding is going to take resources from another species and kill it. Mm. There's nothing yeah. we can do to avoid that. Like if we're going to have an expanding species, which is, I mean, Henry Kissinger had that, he wrote that nice paper about how we need to limit the population. People, <laughs> found, it, people found it very disturbing. But what he was saying is eventually we're going to run out of resources right smart guy like you know he can do the math on a big scale he was like Uh yeah like maybe we should look at birth rates
0: Mm. anyway something to think about a lot to think about man (laughs) yeah uh i'm reading this book have you read the book the secret history of the world by mark booth yes dude and uh so something you just said which I just read last night in ancient Egypt, there was Amenhotep the mm-hmm. Third, the Pharaoh, and he was getting ready to die. And his wife, Queen T or Ty T I Y, I'm not exactly sure, she had given birth to three daughters. Amenhotep was about to die. Finally, somehow, by some miracle, she gave birth to their son Akhenaten. Mm-hmm. And Akhenaten had this, uh, actually, had a genetic defect where he had very hermaphroditic qualities. like woman, Womanly thighs, long, like, feminine face. And Akhenaten took control, became the pharaoh, and totally changed the culture. Mm -hmm. Took it from uh, a worshiping of many gods, where spirituality Mm -hmm. was an individual experience Mm -hmm. with God, and made uh, made it a monotheistic culture. Moved the capital of Egypt to this other place. He basically cut himself off from the priesthood and said, "I'm the only one that communicate that can communicate with Aten, the the sun disk god, and I'm the only channel of wisdom here." And basically, the priests ended up fucking killing him. Yeah. and put into place oh,
1: yeah, he took away their power they didn't like that
0: yeah they, they didn't like that and so mm-hmm. and he and he put in and they put into place king tut and moved the capital back to where it was which was like somewhere giza or somewhere okay. in there yeah um but it was really interesting reading this book man because i realized how throughout history We've had this really intense, humanity has had this really intense thing of worshiping false idols, diving wholeheartedly into this materialistic uh, way of being, only to be, to find it completely insustainable and having to completely go back, as uh, Terrence McKenna would say, to the archaic revival, go back to nature Go back to to worshiping spirits, being all around, and the truth, the right. absolute truth of God. Yeah, there's or, many
1: cycles of this.
0: Yeah, dude, and and like that's
1: like Europe, that's Europe like, has had like ident like multiple identif- identifiable cycles. Yes, um, you know, like it's like religion, not religion, decadence versus poverty. Oh yeah, 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 and, and for some reason, the richer you get, the smarter you think you
0: are. Which, yeah, it's so you know I it's know really so I mean just in a in a it's so relatable to today because people are just completely bought in on these false paradigms. Right. It's like for what? To keep you comfortable and to keep your life convenient? So
1: there's an article, uh boy, I think this was in Style magazine. And ladies, if you're listening, I'm not picking on you, you can look it up. But it said, um it said uh 56% of left-leaning women uh have mental illness have wow. diagnosable mental illness and it had and, and the article said it really had to do with um commitment to some of these ideas that just don't make sense like the what they this article referred to the commitment to equality mm-hmm. the problem is you'll never have equality right like, it's impossible somebody will always be better looking than another person somebody will always be taller somebody will always work harder you can take mm. two identical twins one guy works harder he's going to make more money in one way or another right right like i mean even even in communist soviet union like the guys who worked hard were pulled into the government Right. Yeah, the government's like, oh that guy busts his ass. Like okay. give him a little bit more money, give him a nice uniform, and he can yeah. you know, anybody has a problem with him, he can just beat the shit out of him. Okay, because yeah. that's not a hierarchy. Right. Right. It's like we're never gonna have hierarchies again, and we're gonna do that by applying a brutal hierarchy.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Nobody so, is allowed to speak their truth. Only listen to the government. Right. Right. Well, I mean, this this
1: nightmare has been going on on and off forever i know dude yeah and 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 fascism has its cycles too
0: absolutely all of it right i mean it all comes in cycles and here we are all the social media tyrants i mean how far away are we from burning books and shit i mean
1: i don't when a video gets deleted by youtube that's a book burning dude
0: that's a book burn same thing absolutely yeah absolutely
1: yeah, but you see they kind of they kind of play themselves because every time they yeah. do that, somebody's like well what are they trying to hide and right. then there's always another guy who put it on BitChute or somewhere else and and you know like i don't know the most controversial videos i've definitely seen them all and oh, it's, yeah. <laughs> i understand why they wanted to get rid of that
0: yeah. uh right it doesn't fit the narrative yeah so uh i yeah. mean i feel like nothing can escape the internet no matter how hard they try. I mean, the internet is this. I it's hope the man- that remains true. Yeah. 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 But mean, dude, like, if, if John,
1: Jack he's listening, he's planning on it not being true.
0: He's trying to figure it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. um, but to me, you know, you've created the internet. Uh, I forget the guy's name who created it, but Vinton. Str- basic. Yes. Yes. And he, uh, you know, we we manifested a digital collective consciousness. That's right. And sounds great until <laughs> until the until the Pandora's box gets open. <laughs> right, right.
1: Well, um, I, I think also like in the beginning, the idea was everyone will have a voice, and now that we've heard everyone's voice, it's like take it away. <laughs>
0: Take it away. No, uh, not everybody needs to have a voice. No. But I mean, mean, how do you feel about that, John? Because at one point, I mean, uh, to some extent, it's like, fuck, there's a lot of people who we don't really need to hear their opinion. But on the slippery slope, it's like we kind of we got to hear everybody's if if we're going to limit voices. I'd much rather just hear everyone's voice than to start silencing voices. Right. Yeah.
1: It's either open or it's, you know, kind of like it was before where the only people we heard from now, it was really weird because when we were kids, we only heard from like the people who were on the news and they were somehow qualified. I suppose right. I mean I don't know. Right. I, I didn't really check yeah, yeah. Their, their credentials or what they did or you know what political groups they belonged to, or if they subscribe to a communist newspaper. Uh, you know, right. whatever. Like, like I, I didn't uh, I didn't know any of that. But they seem to present both sides of the story and be kind of impartial. Now, I don't remember the author's name of this particular study but it was a survey study of journalism students and it asked them why they got into journalism the overwhelming majority and this was maybe six years ago or seven years ago Mm. overwhelming majority of journalism students said that the reason they got into journalism was to change the world Mm. that's not the job right that's profoundly not the job i mean like Imagine a referee oh, in true. sports. He's like, "I want to become a referee so I can I want to change the end sport. games that I bet on." <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're fucking out of here, dude. Fuck you! Yeah. How'd
0: you get this far? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, well, John, wasn't the the initial responsibility or purpose of journalism, the media, the news, was to keep uh, the government and corporations honest.
1: honest? That's right. Keep the government honest. I and mean, where they, the fuck are we now, dude? Dude, I don't even know who's <laughs> the dog and who's the tail. Because. Exactly. I'm wondering, like, it, it seems an awful lot like journalists are actually running this country. Mm. And, you know, like, like whoever is in power is just like, oh, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. Like, like because they've, they've just got people whipped up so hard. I
0: don't know. But then, my next question is I was talking to my brother about this um, the other day. How? Because to me, you walk out your front door and the world is not what it is on the internet, at least where I go. Where not I at go. all. You no, know, like it's if really the world.
1: Weird people get along, people yeah. are friends with everybody of every different <laughs> race and I have know. been for a long time. Yeah, Don't and...
0: care about your political affiliation at all. No no like Like,
1: people i meet you you, like something something politics and they're like "Ah, who's president what it's not it's not not the orange guy anymore is it some of (laughs) that. i don't know like an old man i don't like nobody cares also you know like you you, we you you play in the nfl like is there
0: any racism
1: no no no
0: like yeah and it's like you that's exiled dude like that's not tolerated And, and And it wasn't tolerated like before we were born either. Yeah. I mean, it's just like the assholes get ejected no matter where they are. Hell yeah. They do. Right. The hateful assholes get ejected. Yeah. They don't even make it
1: to the NFL. They usually open their mouth in like college or something. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to beat the
0: shit out of you in the fucking shower. And then you'll never come back again yeah well street justice
1: is still justice
0: no doubt dude yeah like yeah well i mean that's that's how
1: animal kingdom does it they don't have a police force but when one animal does something that wrongs another animal the rest of the herd they kind of give them a horn you know you can't do that yeah that's how it works
0: yeah man um Man, we really went deep here, dude. I wanted to talk yeah. about the x three.
1: no we can we can jump right back in X3. Oh yeah,
0: I know, I know. Yeah. um, so the x three, dude, just shifting back into it, and I'm sure we'll 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 trip back into the cultural insanity in a moment, but naturally. I love, first of all, I love how you you or you know your experience creating the x three was a was a firsthand look into an insane culture or an insane world or a or yeah. a programmed and conditioned way of being. Right. Um you know, man, like I said, I grew up lifting weights. I grew up training really hard. Hour two hours in the gym, fucking yep. busting my ass. Yep. You know, pumping iron. Loved it. Feel like I got a lot out of it. You know, as far as an athlete, but I get my hands on this X3. And first of all, I love the whole thing. I love the steel platform. I love that you got the mini Olympic bar. Because to me, that's really what band training was missing. Like you said earlier. You know, you're standing yeah, on a point. band.
1: So you can't really get a good work. Like, ultimately, yeah. if you're going to get stronger, there's no escaping heavy. Yes. And if you're yes. going to go heavy, you got to protect the small bones in your body. you got to protect your wrists and your ankles yeah man
0: yeah um and so with the x3 i'm getting insane resistance insane like insane amounts of resistance oh yeah more repetitions yeah oh yeah and i'm fucking like not in pain like i've had shoulder surgery back surgery you know i've got fucked up hips and all the shit but dude it keeps me getting stronger and stronger without any hiccups with, like, a tweaked shoulder, sure. a bad elbow. You know what I mean? And, you know, um, all
1: the setbacks are gone. There are no yeah, setbacks anymore. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. I, I just did a workout, uh, with Terrell Owens, who's been a long time user oh, yeah. of, of X3. And, you know, he's a like, he's still phenomenally fast. Like, yeah. I don't know what his 40 time is now. He doesn't know because, you know, he's not having anybody
0: like, yeah, radar. <laughs> yeah. Right now.
1: yeah of but, course. um, still like, absolute great shape. And he says, I'm stronger and I have no pain. And he says that that tells me I can do this forever. And he exactly. goes I plan on being and it's it, he's really impressed with himself. He's like he's like I'm in incredible shape. <laughs> and he's like I plan on saying in incredible shape. I love it. Like yeah, nothing's changed.
0: Uh, I love uh, that, dude. Yeah. No, but... it's amazing. It's amazing. It's transformative, dude. I used to I mean, COVID fuck whatever you want to say about it, it's transformed my Relationship to training. Because sure. before COVID, I I was going to the gym. Yep. I'd hit I'd drive I'd be at the gym for two hours. It'd take up a big chunk of my day. I'd come home, do the thing. Now, dude, I get fucking ten to twenty minutes and I'm fucking smoked. I've got a great pump. I feel incredible. I feel energized. I feel like I just got my blood flowing. And, and exhaust, like every body part is exhausted. Yeah. You know, it's amazing, dude. And, and I do that in 10 to 20 minutes and now I have so much more time for my day, do okay. a podcast, get my writing done, whatever it is and I got to do. you don't have do. To
1: drive anywhere. Like you do. I you don't have to fucking
0: know? go anywhere. I got this one piece of equipment, right. you know, it's awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do like, like I got to get to this, uh, graduation party later today for, uh friend of mine's kids graduating from high school. And so like, you know, it's like, well, how, where do I fit my workout in. I like to have it. And I, I talk about this in the book, the hyperplasia protocol, where I like take a vasodilator, do my workout uh-huh. and, and then a little bit of carbohydrates. And then I stretch. So you can actually split the muscle cells by doing what mm. there's, there's uh, I have, like 30 clinical references in this, in this piece of the books towards the end of the book. Um, but because I can take X3 anywhere, you know, people were like, oh, did you bring your X3 on this trip? It's like, Hey, does Thor travel out his hammer? Oh, I got it right in the trunk of my car.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah. Oh, always it's mean, awesome. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. Um, so basically what it comes down to is giving you the most resistance in your strong places. Right, and lowering the resistance where you'd more
1: likely injure. Right, right, right,
0: and that what do you you call it? Uh, the variable resistance. Right, and yeah, that no. moves.
1: There's there's 16 studies on variable resistance, and uh, one of them, and it's the last one I refer to in the book, is uh, shows that the higher degree of variance. I mean, this should should have been obvious, but. You know, nothing's obvious in science. You got to test it and you got to prove it. Uh So it shows the higher degree of variance is the most powerful stimulus. So you can almost offload completely the weaker range of motion. You know, like in a squat, it's my body weight at the bottom. And it's my body weight plus 600 pounds at the top.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. I can I can deliver load on a curve the force comes on a curve that is extremely similar to my force production curve hmm. so that's that's why you can end up training with more weight do more repetitions go to a greater level of fatigue and trigger more growth
0: yeah, yeah. so I thought it was really fascinating too on that because when I first got it, I was like, I'm just going to fuck around with this thing and get sort of just like get my bearings with it. And I would do like a few sets, but I was like, ah, this isn't, this isn't right. And then I watched your video mm-hmm. and you talk about doing one set to failure. And I was like, yes, that yeah. makes sense. And then I started doing that. And the it's whole too thing. It's to do more than one set. You do one Yeah, set, dude. One I, was <laughs> I was blown out. I was blown out.
1: Yeah. Um, Terrell said that was the hardest part. The hardest part wasn't using it. The hardest part was like, after he was done, he's like, well, I want to do it again. And then so I tried it a couple times, and then I realized, after I went to complete fatigue in one set, I I really couldn't do another set.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Talk about why that's important and the difference there. I mean, you know, when you go in and you're in a typical weight training regimen, you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, three to five sets of something of each exercise. And with the X3, you can come in, you hit one set to failure of each exercise. yeah, And you're getting, I don't know, twice, three times the results, the benefits.
1: Sure, probably
0: like three times. Yeah, well, I mean,
1: I called it X3 (laughs) because there was a study that showed that people using variable resistance got three times stronger compared to uh, the other group who just used regular weights i don't think people really got that and I, we're kind of going away from that triple the gains thing because does it really make you three times stronger does it give you triple the gains no it's way more than that because right. most people who lived also the stronger you are the less likely you are to proceed at all with weights yeah. because you're using you're loading the joint more and the joints don't adapt very well mm not like the muscle does so it's like you got a a strong curve of muscle growth but it stops at a certain level so the stronger you are the more joint risk you have and so that ends up usually being where people are like well you know i mean maybe this is just as strong as i'm ever gonna get or whatever no that's not true it's where you're limited based on the way you're loading the body there's a better way and it's with variable resistance now it has to be the appropriate ratio of resistance. So, you know, like in a one rep maximum, you are seven times more powerful in the stronger range of motion than you are on the weaker. Hmm. But you know, we want a repetition scheme, so it's got to be less than a seven to one ratio. Uh, so we we kind of average out of like a five to one ratio. But also, you know, you say it to the average lifter, and they're like, ratio. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do I set that up on a bar? And I'm right. like, I don't know, dude. Sounds like yeah. a pain in the ass. It sounds like a calculator <laughs> and a lot of head scratching and you know a bunch of weights just sitting on the floor around you and bands and yeah, yeah or you could just get X three because I did all that math already uh-huh. and I put it into a product. Now, I mean, obviously for people who are like like I'm six feet tall, but uh, like when I when I did a workout with um, when I do workouts with Andre Drummond who's mm. seven feet tall. In fact, oh. I think he might be like seven. Um, he's a place uh, like for the Detroit Pistons. He's yes. awesome. Yes. And, uh, you know, he's so much taller. Like, he was, he was like, bummed out he couldn't use the same band. He's like, I'm a really strong guy. Why can't I use the same band as you? And then, like, he kind of stopped himself. He's like, oh, because I'm stretching it further. Mm. Right. So you get way more force the longer you stretch it. But that that's not a limitation or a problem. That just is. You know, you're mm-hmm. taller right uh, right so like and everybody gets the loading they get and they
0: progress from there yeah it's awesome dude so the one the one set to failure in my mind it makes sense because it's you're you're triggering this massive Mm -hmm. uh hormetic response is that correct so it is correct and what i would say to people is like
1: okay When you go to get a suntan, how many sets do you do in the sun to get a suntan? Right. What? What are you talking about? Like, you just go outside. You have one stimulus. And one stimulus, especially when the light is the brightest, which might be like 4th of July if you live in the United States. So you go outside for 4th of July with no sunblock on for like 10 minutes. And then you put sunblock on, you'll get a tan. Mm. right so 10 yeah. minute single single stimulus mm. not you don't have to go in and then rest your skin and then go out again and then rest your skin and then get, right like the fact that we do multiple sets is a perfect explanation of how poor the stimulus is yeah. like weightlifting is just not a great stimulus like there's a better way to trigger your muscles to grow and for you to be stronger not a much lower risk way so i i tell even powerlifters who really like it's like it's like heresy to them, you know. Right. Again, we're getting back to the societal like I've got to believe in something with a religious devotion, sort of thing. <laughs> and the power is like, well, I mean, you know, I lift weights. It's like, okay, well, what you do in competition is that exactly what you do in training? And they're like, no, well, right there you go. So you do your training with X3. You also have to keep in practice the movement of the barbell because that's a skill. Know the difference between skills and strength. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, when somebody's it's holding a barbell over their head, that they had to use momentum to get there. That is a skill just like a golf swing or right. or or something highly technical. Yeah. So yeah, the, and it's like you got to keep the skill, but if you want to grow muscle, just use X-ray.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's awesome. You keep upping your weight because you're stronger. Right. Like you're not getting stronger. You're stronger. Yeah. So you can up your weight and, and just maintain the skill. I
0: love that, man. Yeah. Um, do you have a time? Uh I really I gotta get the book. I gotta get a copy of the book because I really want to read it. I'll um, send you one. Uh, that'd be awesome. Um, do you have a time that you like to use yours? Is yeah. there a time in the day that's most beneficial? great question
1: i kind of just made this public yesterday and like there were a lot of people a lot of questions uh so <laughs> i'm doing a, i'm doing and you know what i mean by that um uh, uh-huh. i'm doing some experimenting with dry fasting uh-huh. and I've, I've really come to some great conclusions so i eat one meal a day and uh-huh. pretty much have for the last four years um uh, uh-huh. now is that
0: pretty carnivore yeah. Mask.
1: Yeah. There's no room in my intestines for anything else. Uh-huh. Like, Just I me. need the nutrients. Uh
0: huh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat> when like I, I eat one meal a day and then I, I, I dry fast for 20 hours a day. Mm. So no food, no liquids, 20 hours a day. Then when that, that four hour window shows up where I can eat and drink, I typically rehydrate myself with about a liter of water and then uh and then I mix my Fortigen in that that's the bacterial oh, yeah. fermentation product it's su- it's like the best protein that's ever existed uh yeah. and so I take my fortogen in about a liter of water and then I do my workout and then uh you know after another half an hour I might eat my one meal yeah I usually try and time it around dinner so like 4 to 8 is uh-huh. like my, that's my hydration and food window,
0: window. uh huh yeah. And you're getting your your lift in, or you're you're getting your X3 in, in the in the late afternoon. Then yeah, wow, dude. Yeah, that's Spartan. That's some Spartan shit right there, dude. Yeah,
1: yeah, it works. It doesn't interrupt my life. I know I'm gonna eat dinner every day.
0: Right. So what's the what are the benefits of the dry fasting? Uh, in conjun or in juxtaposition to. A water fast okay. or a liquid fast.
1: So uh I figured this out in high school when I was wrestling. I was uh-huh. not big enough to play football. I was a really small kid. And uh and so I wrestled and uh-huh. I was like 130 pound weight class. Uh and so I noticed that we would we would drive fast all the time to make weight uh-huh. because I'd I'd try and put on muscle and then you know I'd have to drop down to and I think the like you had to be like 129 or something Crazy. Like on the dot or lower to make yeah. the, that weight class yeah and so I would be a little heavier because of muscle but then, dehy- then I dehydrate myself over like like 48 hour dry fast like no food no water and I and I and I remember it was really weird like All through high school, I looked like a skin cadaver. (laughs) There was every vein was Uh visible all over my body. Like, it looked like somebody drew the shadows underneath my muscles with like a Sharpie. Like, like I'd take my shirt off and people would be like, what's on your back? And I'm like, definition. (laughs) I I was pretty impressed with myself. I love that. Yeah, but it was from dry fasting. Like, right. and once I learned about dry fasting later on, which most of the research can, comes from Ramadan.
0: <clears throat> right, so,
1: right. Right, right. So Ramadan fasting, like, you can't, like, like a human ethics board in any Western country will not approve of a study where you're not letting people drink water. Right. However, when they do it for religious reasons, you can study them, which is why there's hundreds of studies on Ramadan fasting, and it shows massive fat loss, and, and here's the reason. So... When you start to dry fast, the first time you do it, sort of like the first time you do a water fast, you kind of feel shitty. Uh Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, a little dry mouth and a little, you know, just kind of low energy cramps, muscles cramp. Yes. But then your body finds its own metabolic water. Now, Mm. we only have one tissue that's not vascular in our body, body fat. Every other tissue in your body has a purpose for being there. Body fat's just storage. It also stores water, so your body starts pulling water from those cells. So, like for example, I haven't had anything to drink since like eight eight last night, and uh, now I don't ever get dry mouth or anything anymore. But I know right now, like like you know, my mouth isn't dry. My eyes aren't dry. That's another thing. When you first start doing this, your eyes dry out. Um, Because your body needs to become accustomed to going after metabolic water. Well, when it starts dehydrating these fat cells, they become destroyed. Like when you lose weight from caloric restriction or fasting, the fat cells shrink. But that also means, and you know people who like, they go on some starvation diet and then they start eating a normal diet and then they just put all the fat back on or a lot of the fat back on. Uh, and people are like, oh, it's metabolic damage. No, there's no such thing as metabolic damage. It's bullshit. But uh. when you have a lot of fat cells, because you were obese, you're going to have them unless you destroy them. And the mm-hmm. way you destroy them is dry fasting. Wow. So, yeah. So the cell ends up actually exploding once it's once it's so dehydrated it can't function. So it just dissolves and gets into the blood screen, bloodstream. And in fact, in the dry fast, your... You know, low-density lipoprotein skyrockets. Your bad cholesterol, which is not bad anymore, as of the last ten years. Like, I mean, I do not know why any physicians are writing statin prescriptions anymore because the research tells them not to. Yet they still
0: kill people. Very. Warm.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid of that. So, uh, yeah. So, so your your cholesterol goes up. And uh, it's because you're metabolizing fat, only fat, and it's yours. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: And so I've been progressively getting a lot leaner than I've ever been, which led me also to really understand I used to be a lot fatter than I thought I was. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like people were like, oh, I got five pounds to lose. And now I hear people say that. And I'm like, yeah, I used to think that. Turns out I had like (laughs) 45 pounds to lose. Didn't really understand that at all
0: you know that's a so, mind blower dude
1: it's mind-blowing yeah people have a lot of body fat they don't they not understand which is why we're accustomed to uh, when we talk about body fat we're t- accustomed to caliper measures but then somebody does a dex right. scan and and there's research that compares the two showing a four percent error uh in favor of the calipers and by in favor i mean in favor of the person using the calipers because they don't uh, want to know that they're actually 4% right. higher than they think they are. So somebody who's at like 9% probably thinks they're pretty badass. Turns out you're at 13, which is really spectacularly not badass.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, I'm also the guy who tells people, yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not badass.
0: That's right. not that good. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, hey, dude, we need that. We need the reality. Yeah, well,
1: they don't appreciate it, but I get a laugh.
0: Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah. But it's, um, it's funny because
1: the people who were conditioned to take criticism, they're like, awesome, dude. Well, I just want to get better, so what do I need to do? Right. Then, you know, I tell them to read the book or I yeah, give them the advice they need, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome, man. Um, I what, I, here, here's one thing. Like, your listeners will, will like this. They, when you talk to somebody who's morbidly obese and they're like, I need help, And I'm like, do you need help so you'll, like, do anything I tell you to do? Because if your answer is, well, I'm not going to give up my pizza, or, well, what about when I'm watching the game? It's like, okay, you just lost. You don't want it. Yeah, you don't want it bad enough. And so they're like, I'll I'll do anything. I want a complete lifestyle change. Those people, like, as long as you talk to them with compassion, you can say, like, you need to cut this out, you know, or – you know, this is, this is the result. You need to start looking at certain things as not food. Like I look at a pizza, that's not food. Right. It's entertainment. It's not food. <laughs> it's sort of like, you know, you can, you can get yeah. married to a wonderful woman or you can go see a stripper. It's not the same thing. Right. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. So just
1: you, you know, when you grow up and you're not an asshole anymore, you look at the stripper and you're like, nah, it's not a girl. Yeah. Nah, not interested. Not wife.
0: Yeah. That sounds great we all end up there no doubt man yeah no doubt dude <laughs> um that's another trippy one man seeing the people who are like fighting against obesity is not is not an illness or it's not a bad you know, thing
1: healthy at any size like no yeah. you're dying Uh yeah you gotta tell them like it, it's just like and I'll tell people, once I establish some rapport, uh, I, I told the guy about a year ago, I'm like, you're not going to see your, your son graduate high school. He'll be dead before that. Yeah, yeah. You and know, the guy, he he's 300 plus pounds. He, it's not what he wanted to hear, but he's like, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. It's like, tell me what to do. I'll do anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess that's another attachment thing. It's another just clinging to your identity and wanting to be seen. Yeah. Well, in identities list. are excuses. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Dude. Like when Absolutely. somebody's like, I'm this, it means you've yeah. gone thinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you yeah. know, this, like, like, and let's, we'll make fun of both sides here. Like you meet somebody and they tell you that, you know, they're conservative and they're wearing like camo and they've got like yeah. three NRA stickers on their car yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they've got like a carnivore hat. And, right. uh, and you're like, dude, you, you didn't, yeah. you didn't need to, you didn't need to get the starter pack.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. You exactly. can just be you. It's fine. Everybody yeah. likes you already. I'm pretty sure. And then, you know, on the, on the, on the other side of politics, it's like you meet somebody and you know, it's like, Oh, you have 11 cats and purple hair and you're overweight and you're a vegan. Right. right. Guessing, you know, I know who you voted for. You I bet you right. wore your mask in your car.
0: <laughs> yes definitely. Yeah.
1: like why why is it it's like clearly we're we're society is worshiping false gods because yes. all these people have to like they can't just say like well i like this but i like that like people ask me what my politics are all the time they really want to know oh, God. and i'm like yeah i think you know transgender couples should be allowed to defend their marijuana farms with fully automatic weapons Um uh, <laughs> and so love- yeah people are like Well, what does that even mean? Which side are you on? And I'm like, I'm on my side. I'm on a side that makes sense. Like I actually think about these things individually. I don't just buy into the whole list and go, yep, that's me. Like, let me go get my hair colored purple. (laughs) Become a vegan. You know, like why? Why do that? Like, independent is cool. Like that's the best thing I've I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the best thing I've ever heard, dude. <laughs> I believe transgender couples should be able to defend their marijuana farms with their fully, fully automatic, automatic weapons. weapons. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, you know what I mean? You it. Want to rob a marijuana farm? Oh, my God, yeah. dude. Have you seen the um, slight detour? Have you seen the documentary called Sasquatch on Hulu? No. Dude, it's about uh this he's a journalist who is working as a a trimmer on a cannabis farm in the emerald triangle
1: okay
0: and the emerald triangle's nuts man like there's a lot of territory that's uh run by the hell's angels a lot of people get murdered never seen again up there it's crazy i'm shocked so so yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) so he gets this uh One night, he's telling the story that these two tripped out guys who had probably been smoking crack working on their cannabis farm that was like a few miles away Uh came storming into the cannabis farm that he was at Mm -hmm. saying that they found a dude or like two guys had been ripped to pieces by a Sasquatch in a cannabis farm. Awesome. And it's all about... It's just all about the mayhem of the cannabis grows up. Yeah, and I'm
1: sure all these these fucking dope heads are like, oh my God. (laughs) I can see them believing it too.
0: Oh, yeah. Why not, dude? Uh, But, uh, man, so awesome to hang with you, brother. And I I really appreciate you, everything you do, your wisdom, your insights, uh, and all the. I'm kind of. I kind of want to go. Tr- there's an osteo strong down the street from where I live in Studio City, and I kind of want to go check it out, just for fun. uh
1: yeah. There's one in Studio City. How? Um, let's talk offline. Let's get together from yeah. osteo strong. I
0: would love do that, an X
1: three workout. I can show you I love osteo that. strong. And, yeah,
0: let's do. I would love that, bro. All definitely, right,
1: definitely, man.
0: You're the man. Um. Dr. John Jaquish. Hey, brother. Where can everybody find you?
1: So um, everyone has trouble spelling my last name, so I made it easy. <laughs> uh, my website is drj.com, D-O-C-T-O-R, the letter J.com. And there's links to – it's just a landing page. And there's links to X3, Fortagen, uh, my Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram. I just like the platform better. Like I yeah. can do more you know, on Instagram than I – feel you. On Facebook or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I suggest following me there. Also, I put some YouTube videos out every once in a while. I try not to be like episodic with what I have to say because it's more like when I put the whole argument together. Also, because uh-huh. I'm saying things that people have never heard before, I got to be really careful that I didn't miss a key detail uh-huh. or leave something else sure or, or if i present it in a way like when i talk about carnivore nutrition i say look there's arguments on both sides with you know vegetables being the panacea and <clears throat> and meat but i do know there is a body of research that shows two things will drive the longest life hmm. and these these factors are uncontested completely and that is high levels of strength and low levels of body fat are the two factors, two greatest indicators of long life.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: is it veganism that's going to make you lean and strong, as strong as possible and as lean as possible? Or is it carnivore? And, you know, the answer is obvious. So, you know, that's, that's how I got to my conclusion. It's, you know, I don't like hurting animals or anything. And I understand why people don't want to do that. But that's just life. Like animals consume other animals. You know, when you die, worms eat you. you're Gonna cry about that too. <laughs>
0: yeah. Don't. Well, we're trying not to let worms eat us, aren't we? But I'm sure putting ourselves in coffins and fucking um, yeah, they cremating ourselves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> just put my fucking body in the forest somewhere, dude. Sure. Just dump. Just put this thing in the fuck. Put it back in the earth, man, where it fucking came from. Yeah. You know. Yeah. why not there yeah, the are in Lake Tahoe I always like that place yeah I love that dude um well man I really appreciate you and your time Thanks, uh, everybody check him out if you haven't already the x3 bar is fucking awesome i've I've turned a, a handful of buddies onto it they're like "Eh, is it work I'm like dude it's the best thing I've ever bought um and then they go and get it and they're like dude this thing is the real deal I appreciate that that's great yeah man I wouldn't say I don't fuck around. Like I don't have time to fucking pump products that don't align with my beliefs or my lifestyle. So when I say something works, it's fucking just cause I've experienced it firsthand. Yep. Um, So you're the man brother. I appreciate you. Hey everybody. I hope you guys got a lot out of that. I sure did. Lots of love to you all. Check out Dr. J Quish. Um, That's about it. I'll see you guys on the flip side. Lots of love, y'all. Peace.